Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And if you're one of our Patreon supporters, this is your extended, extra nice smelling, ad-free version of the show. Thank you to patrons including Mike Charles, Tom Young, Ken Long, Jacob, who I think is in the US, Kenji Yoshino, who are all supporting us directly amongst everyone else uh, who is listening to us live. And you can join them. You can get access to our full-length ad-free show, get our weekly sister show, Extra Message, and chat to us live. And possibly, if uh, an experiment that we did with our live listeners about five minutes ago is anything to go by, we could possibly start introducing a video version of the show. If you want to get that, then do let us know. But for now, everything you can get is at patreon.com forward slash UK Tech. Ian, I am fine. Are you fine? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Good. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you how you are, but you just told me. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get the formalities out of the way. <laughs> okay, good. Right. <clears throat> Let's don our speedos and dive into a pool of news and splash around uh, wildly. Uh, we're going to start by talking about London's transport chief, who confirmed that the London Tube is going to go completely 100% cashless. And this uh, said chief has told passengers they're going to need to top up Oyster cards at corner shops, or presumably they can top them up online. And this is per a write-up I saw in the Evening Standard this week. The newspaper said a total of 200 of the 262, I think that's the right number, underground stations, um, they stopped taking cash in May to limit the risk of uh, the C-word being spread between passengers and staff and to prevent queuing at ticket machines for the same reason. But Andy Byford, who is the TfL commissioner, said that now the remaining 62 stations will shortly cease to accept cash, either to buy tickets or even to top up Oyster cards, though a date hasn't actually been set um, right now. And you've been able to top up Oyster cards at, at news agents and things for, for years. I mean, certainly as long as I've lived in down here and I've lived here for nearly 14 years 13 years or something so that's long and buses have been, in fact they're they're talking about this in our live chat in our discord right now um buses have been cash uh, cashless for probably a couple of years now i think oh it's quite a long time mate it's yeah. more than a couple of years they uh, they made a big fuss about it years and years ago because um you they, for a, for a while they had little machines at bus big bus stops in town where you could put in your quid and get a ticket out um, mm. And then I think it's all Oyster now. But yeah, you can't pay. Well, cash. Oyster or contactless. Or contactless, yeah. Because you could, and, and again, I don't believe that was introduced um, as long ago as using Oysters. I think contactless payments on the on the tube was came after after Oyster, uh, which is similar to you know the kind of Metro cards you get in in the US and the um, what do they call it? The oh, what's the Japanese one? Suica cards uh, has the lovely little penguin on it uh, that you top up uh, and lots of places have them like that but i i tend to just use the uh, contactless on my phone or, or my watch 
these days um, yeah but it but it's interesting that this story came up i think this week for i mean a couple of reasons it's worth noting i suppose that tfl really needs to save well save cash but you know it needs to save money uh it wants another go- uh, government bailout of several billion pounds and fares have collapsed by something like 90 percent since the first um peak of the uh the the pandemic this year so it's in a lot of trouble and if nothing else this is just another thing we're seeing cash gone from we talked about this last week didn't we ian that's the second reason i thought it was interesting to raise well yeah i mean we did and i'm very opposed to it so um great Mm. (laughs) but this i mean you can still use cash you just have to top up at a shop first yeah Uh, so it's not the end of the world by any stretch of the imagination but uh and i can see the logic to it. it it means they don't have to handle cash which is expensive yeah why not go for it now you know there's a there's a common misbelief that you're allowed to pay for things in stores with uh postage stamps uh, which is not true, as far as I'm aware. Um, you can do it for private transactions if you want, of course, but um, but I don't think at all you actually can pay with uh, stamps. However, I love the idea of being able to pay for your, travel, your own travel with a stamp, i.e. sticking stamps to your head when you walk on a bus or a train and having some kind of QR code on it that's detected by a camera, because then you don't even need contactless. You just walk around and you are your own contactless payment. You You're do f- realise by some saying that don't you that you're you've you've already taken what is a um, a fundamental christian argument about uh, cashless societies being the work of satan and now you're, you're now you're suggesting people mark themselves on the head uh which is another uh sign of satanism so uh are you trying to sort of make a point here uh i mean i'd ask you the same question i mean i'm not religious <laughs> but i have but i have read the bible and yeah. i don't remember anything about there being any uh, sort of Judeo-Christian views on on contactless payments for large urban areas. Maybe it was in Kings. I don't know. Perhaps not contactless payments as such, uh, but the Bible does does warn of the mark of the beast. Obviously, yes. Um, but I suppose that could be interpreted as many many other many other things. Probably not contactless payments. Probably the Facebook logo. <laughs> yes, that's uh, who knows. That's the mark of the beast. All right. Um, anyway, we brought this up last week as a topic of interest about the death of cash. And we actually did get a fair bit of feedback to UK Tech Show at iCloud.com. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring in this topic this week. We had this uh, letter from... Letter? had an email uh, from Peter. He says, I'm a big fan of going cashless and have been for a while. Whenever I need to use cash, whatever change is left will sit in my wallet for months on end. We've walked away from a number of smaller cafes and shops in very busy tourist areas due to accepting cash only and not having any honours. While visiting Sweden the other year, it was nice not to take out any krona and only use our cards, even using contactless for the public toilet. I mean, that's brilliant. Because I don't, I mean, we've talked about having to pay for public toilets in uh, in stations before, and you alerted me to the fact that it was not, it was no longer the case. But if it was the case, then contactless would have been a great idea, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Okay. 
Right. Well, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> we also had a note from Raphael on the same topic. He says, hi, Switzerland is notorious for using mostly cash. I like using cashless for small purchases because I don't want to have coins. So it's similar to uh, what Peter said, I think, there. Uh, but if you look at the Nordic countries, they tend to be completely cashless, but they've had to go back to some cash. I personally love it because of the same reasons that was mentioned. Privacy. Uh, keep up the good work, Raphael. Yeah, he said well, that. And I'm sure Luke, uh, who is our ambassador over in the Netherlands, who isn't in our live chat, I assume there's a Formula One race or some uh, such, but I'm sure he'll be listening to this and nodding furiously uh, about um, the Nordic's use of cashless. Um, so yes, yes we're, we're not unique here. No, we're not. But, uh, mm. well, my, my, my opinion on it remains unchanged. It's uh, it's one to keep an eye on. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an overly paranoid person, but I do like to... Uh, well, I think I like to have some control over how I spend money. Yeah. Um, and maybe we can coin a new term for for something, for, for that. Make a note of it. Um, don't know. No. Car- no, it doesn't matter. I, I, I was just talking about that for the purposes of a pun that you... Oh. Uh, notably missed but oh, no worries sorry i yeah I'm, i have also noticed in the live chat in the discord they are talking about bits of the bible that perhaps refer to um, contactless payments so we have definitely passed the point of no return in terms of this story being too long but if you have <laughs> any opinion on uh, on cashless public transport and whether or not it should or shouldn't be the case then do let us know like everyone else has done or do you have a bible verse that could be inexplicably uh, reworded slightly to represent transport or contactless payments instead of just general broad public heathenism let us know uk tech show at icloud.com Staying slightly on the topic of money here, PayPal is introducing an inactivity fee for users in certain countries. These are the UK. Oh, what? Yep. Bulgaria, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Estonia, Gibraltar, Greece, Guernsey, Hungary, um, Isle of Man, Jersey, Latvia, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Malta, Romania, San Marino, Slovakia and Slovenia. Uh, home country, of course, of friend of the show, Marta, who is Slovenian. So she'll be affected by this too if she uses PayPal. Uh, the inactivity fee has been introduced and uh, PayPal said it will make it uh, the the, uh, the norm as of December the 16th when its terms and conditions will be updated. But in advance of that becoming the case, they updated what's going to be there so you can make a choice about whether you want to close your account or not. And I found the relevant wording in what will become the new terms and conditions that will apply to the UK. And it says, if your PayPal account is inactive for at least 12 consecutive months, we may charge an annual inactivity fee. And I looked at the price. It will be £12 or €12 and the equivalent in some of the other countries, of course. Um, It defines inactive as meaning you haven't logged into your PayPal account or otherwise used your account to send, receive or withdraw money. It says Mm. the provision and the inactivity fee do not apply to Irish registered users, by which it means the Republic of Ireland, uh, and to personal accounts registered in Hungary, only corporate or business accounts. Um. 
Now, I my first my 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 first thought was um, that this was awful, but when I was googling a little bit around it, I found it's actually quite common. Not strictly speaking to services like PayPal, but I found that it was very common with things like uh, brokerage firms or trading accounts, people who are doing uh, foreign exchange or or, or sh- who trade on the stock market um, via a, an electronic. Uh, broker electronic broker um it's it, it it is the case in for some banks as well and some digital banks do it and some of them charge it monthly so 10 or 12 pounds seems to be a fairly standard figure but most of the ones that i found actually charge it on a monthly basis rather than annually and from what i can tell from what paypal is going to do in the uk this will be a 12 pound fee per year if you haven't used it for a year so in effect it's a relatively low cost but i don't like it because paypal doesn't really have to do a great deal um with your with your money when it's got it does it it's not like it's a bank um it does just sit there it doesn't to my knowledge really cost them anything i don't pay interest on anything whereas with the trading accounts i sort of there's an element to me where i sort of get that because if you're not using the service you're not paying any fees yes i can see what you mean but i mean again it doesn't cost them anything for you to have an account open but also it's not the same as trading is it like this is a completely different thing that they're pushing clearly to make more money and what about my bank so if my bank i mean my i mean my bank doesn't give me anything because who gets anything really from current account interests anyway but you know they don't they don't take my money away if i don't take any money out of my bank i mean that would be a ridiculous way to save yeah i mean obviously paypal doesn't promote itself as a good way to save but it does promote itself as a good way to keep a balance for when you need it and if anything to me this feels like well why why should i if i'm someone who infrequently uses paypal um and i've got cash in there and I'm now finding I'm effectively paying £12 a year for the privilege of letting them keep hold of my money in case I wish to use it. That just seems a little bit rich to me. £12 rich. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, but PayPal is very aggressive in its money-making efforts because it's also, there's been some problems recently with people talking about how you don't get, you don't get transaction fees back if you cancel a thing. So say, for example, I buy something... And I accidentally buy two, uh, for example, uh, and I cancel one. The transaction fee on one would not, the one that I'd cancelled would not be returned. It would be kept. So it would be up to the retailer to refund that or um, I would lose out. So they're, all, they're, they're just on the take, really, frankly. They, they want to make money for doing nothing, which is stupid because they make plenty of money from doing something. Nick makes some this interesting extremely comments in the in the discord he says it will encourage people to use it occasionally and then they'll be likely to use it more which i can sort of see the the logic of yeah but you either use it or you don't i use it all the time it's the primary way i spend money on steam yes for example. me too it's tied to my paypal account it just seems to be easier and i don't know why i mean perhaps i trust it a bit more than putting my credit card into steam which i don't doesn't make any sense logically um but yeah i mean it i'm it's not going to make me use paypal more just no. no. It might make me use PayPal less. In fact, it might make me close my PayPal account if I thought there was a chance I was going to get randomly charged £12 for not using it yeah. for a year. Now, this um, Not that I think I would not use it for a year, but, you know. So it doesn't seem to affect uh, people in the US, um, and it only, at least in terms of the update 
to the terms and conditions, it only seems to uh, apply to the countries that I listed earlier, and it will only apply from the 16th of December this year. So if you are in any of those countries, and obviously the majority of people listening uh, are in the UK, then it's it might be worth just logging into your PayPal. And I mean, you, I don't see any reason why you couldn't transfer what's there to a friend and then have them transfer it back and do the same for them send a penny send one penny somewhere don't make a donation to charity yeah a quid or yeah, something that would that would be it but there's your public service announcement uh, for the week go and check this out and paypal did say you obviously can close your account before this kicks in in december and be totally free from effect anyway but there you go in fact that's a great thing you could <laughs> you could do if you're sitting with money and paypal sign up to our patreon they, <laughs> PayPal is accepted and it, basically everyone uses it uh, for Patreon so there you go send us 12 quid a year instead you'll get oh, a yeah. year, of, a year mean, of podcasts arguably a better use of your 12 quid isn't it well, it's arguably better use of your 12 quid than almost anything except exactly. medicine and you know shelter The Guardian wrote this week that Black Criminal Lawyer, or a Black Criminal Lawyer, has designed a free app to allow anyone who believes they are at risk of being stopped and searched by police to film incidents to ensure they have an independent witness, quote-unquote, to any transactions. Michael Herford, a criminal lawyer with Legal Lifelines, said the app could help provide a different perspective on an incident from police body cam footage or evidence when a police body cam was not turned on Um, or its footage was lost, which does happen. The Guardian explained that if someone sees the police approaching, they can press a button on their phone to start recording. The footage is then uploaded in real time to a cloud. It's encrypted so that even if the phone is damaged or confiscated, the footage is preserved. The paper also said that concern has been growing about police use of stop and search, especially against black people. And organisations such as Stopwatch and Black Lives Matter, of course, are campaigning for increased fairness and accountability for the police. Um, I mean, in this country and many other countries, of course, um, but in particular following some of the high profile incidents involving um, people like the the athlete Bianca Williams uh, and Dawn Butler, uh, who's an MP here. So... Um, I, my my thought is that this is a very good idea because it's uploading it directly to the cloud. Because my first thought is that video can always be manipulated on both sides. And we've seen that done, not necessarily in the UK, but certainly in countries that have far less robust um, uh, policing standards, if, if you like. There's always a possibility that footage can be uh, altered. Uh, and in this instance, it can be uploaded, which to my eyes makes it far more... Uh, reliable if you are using it as evidence like th- that removes an entire argument that a defense could have it's like well it, it isn't modified it's in the cloud this is exactly what was recorded um which is great yeah i mean if if you can prove that if if that's if that's sort of a cast iron sort of method of showing that it wasn't altered in any way i don't know whether that would be the case a lot of things aren't admissible to court are they so you've got to be kind of careful yeah exactly um but it but it feels like it's it feels like a useful uh, a useful tool to have i saw some annual some figures actually that were in this guardian uh guardian point that, that i i mean i know it's 
fortunately becoming uh, much more widely known, but seeing it in print is always a stark reminder. It says here, the latest annual figures for England and Wales, which covered April 2018 to March 2019, showed that black people were almost 10 times as likely to be searched than white people. Uh, and that's, you know, just just England and Wales. 38 searches per 1,000 black people compared with four per 1,000 white people. So um, so this is coming out. And, and bear in mind, it's worth reiterating that this is a product that's coming out of a lawyer, you know, someone who you would like to think has decent credentials when it comes to understanding the legality and usefulness of, of having footage like this. Um, and there's a quote, in fact, here from, who is this? This is from Joe Sidhu, who's a, a, a criminal QC and vice chair of the Criminal Bar Association, uh, who said, collecting video evidence of these street interactions is crucial if we are to hold the police to account. Never underestimate the, fi- uh, the psychological impact and humiliation of being searched in full view of the public. Having experienced it myself as a young man, I know how long it can take to repair the damage it does to confidence and trust. So... Big, uh, yeah, very happy to see that this is in uh, is a thing, and we'll have a link to the Guardian story and obviously to where you can get the um, get the app by going to UK Tech Show at iCloud.com. Any yeah. further thoughts, Ian? Everyone should have it. Well, I mean, just I think that's a great idea. I think people should record interactions with the police more often. Uh, I don't think there's any harm to it. I think it's good that the police have body cameras. I, I don't think that there's any reason that normal people shouldn't make a point of recording. The more people who do it, the less self-conscious everyone will feel about it. And therefore, the more it will happen. And then you've got a little bit of backup, haven't you, in case... Even if it's just sort of jogging your memory after the um, after the event about what happened, it doesn't have to necessarily be admissible to have value because you could say, well, I did record that. Let me just play it back and see what, I, um, what was said to me and... Uh, yeah, you know, that would be quite useful. Now, I always question the usefulness of cameras in public in general because I were I was once a victim of theft on a train when I put my iPad down on a seat, uh, turned around to get my coat, and when I turned back, my iPad had gone. Someone had clearly seen me put it down and just picked it up and took it as I had my back turned for a few seconds. And I reported it as a crime within about two hours to... Um, to, to to the uh, you know transport uh, police and they opened yep. an investigation they took my details and everything like that and ultimately they uh, they couldn't they couldn't find it because by the time that they had gone to Greater Anglia which was the train network that I was using to get the CCTV footage the footage has already been deleted because it was only kept for seven days and it took them oh, and it took Lord. them longer than seven days to get to it in the first place so. Well, there's no excuse for that, is there? I'm mean, from the point of view of deleting the footage. Come on, it's it's mad, isn't it? That's ridiculous. The more it's stupid. the more modern trains. I was told at the time they keep the footage for about a month or at least 28 days. But and I, and I'm sure that if it was a violent crime, it would have been an expedited case anyway, and then would have been would have been got. And but just for you know a, a petty street crime of, of swiping someone's iPad. Yeah, there's pretty well, much. Useless. I wonder. I wonder if there's any learnings here for people generally. Could you could you um, email the train company? And go look. This happened to me on this train. Could you get the footage off for me? Uh, I wonder if they'd respond to that in any way. Um, I certainly could try. I mean, it was this was quite some time ago now. 
Well, yes, I know. But if it happened to someone again, perhaps the answer to the police being a little bit slow, and you can't blame the police for that necessarily, um, would be to just immediately email the train company and go, this happened. Could you maybe have a look and see if you could keep the footage and save it if the police ask for it? Like, they don't have to send it to you if that's some sort yeah. of breach of whatever. Um, but flagging it and, and maybe copying it over uh, would be useful. They could manually confirm that something happened, couldn't they? I wonder, just going back to the police camera footage, I mean, the, the, the police have body cams, um, but as far as I'm aware, they're GoPros and they're stored on SD. And would it... Well, they're kind of... They're special, they're I'm sure they are. Police products, uh, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I mean, point. GoPro is a, is a generic uh, yeah. you know, wearable cameras. Action camera would be the generic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't want to get sued. I don't know why we would or... Yeah. Okay. I just wonder... I wonder, is there anywhere in the world where they would live stream? And do you think that would have an impact? Like it would it would affect how an officer would approach crime or potential crime if if their cameras were permanently being live streamed? Maybe. Um, it's possible, uh, but it might not always be good. No. I don't know. I can think of examples where it might not be beneficial to anyone to have it live streamed. For a start... Um, you would people would presume you were guilty, I guess, maybe because yeah. um, you see it with the you, have you see it with those um, paedophile vigilante groups who will approach. You know, they they pose as children on 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 apps in order to um, to 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 get some of these child groomers to agree to meet in person, and then then the vigilante group shows up at the point at the place where the 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 paedophile was meeting or well, planned to meet what they thought was a child and they live stream those encounters until the police arrive mm, um and i mean I've, that that potentially jeopardizes a court case doesn't it that's the problem well apparently it doesn't because doesn't no it? because there have been cases where where it's they've resulted in convictions but it's a murky area because obviously if it turns out that there is um if there is a doubt and a person actually turns out to be mm. innocent if proven by a court that video of that initial interaction is still is still yeah. online and there are very i can't think of any many worse things than to permanently have a video online circling yourself of a vigilante pedophile hunter group um tracking yeah, I you mean, down pe- people shouldn't people shouldn't be being vigilantes i mean it's just not really on it's it's ridiculous i mean i, I completely get what they're trying to do but at the same time they, they could also break a, an ongoing police investigation you know, you don't know whether, you know, these paedophiles are being tracked by the police anyway. Um, and, you know, if you have information about someone, then you should just give it to the police and let them deal with it. I mean, this whole vigilante thing is just, it's dangerous and stupid. Mm. Um, well, we had an interesting comment, uh, or quite a lot of interesting comments in our live chat as we've been recording. And uh, Richard uh, shared a, a, a positive note. He said, I cannot praise the UK police highly enough after they managed to not only catch a criminal who broke into my car, stole my wallet and went on a spending spree, but were so efficient as to have them sentenced to three years in jail within 24 hours and return all my property within 48 hours. (laughs) Amazing communications, three calls every day and now an SMS weekly update because he's a victim of crime. Just amazing, he says. But for any comments that you wish to share with us on any of these issues and topics do of course send them to us uk tech show at icloud.com you're used to hearing the smooth velvet sound of nate's voice drizzled over your ears like a warm eardrum syrup 
topped off with the freshly squeezed citrus tang of an Ian Morris opinion. Supporters of the show at patreon.com forward slash UK tech enjoy second helpings every week. So pull up a chair, find your nearest spoon, and tuck into a sumptuous extra helping with no commitment. If you have any allergies, please inform a waiter. Very brief one here, because there's not much to say. Uber won its license back in London. <laughs> Big surprise. Because it's now fit and it's now fit and yeah. proper, according to a judge. So it's got another eighteen month license and it's done enough to satisfy the court. <sighs> I have nothing else to say about that, so we'll just end that story there. We got a lot of feedback this week, and we talked about some of it earlier on in the show, but we got one more that was a, a bit more broad. It came from Paul. And um, he says, hi, Nate and team. Thanks for the great podcast. Just wanted to point out a possible factual error. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Ian said, if someone gives me a thousand pounds, why should I be taxed on it? They've already paid the tax, etc. Paul says, there's normally no tax payable on gifts. The, the exception is if the donor dies within seven years when the gift may be liable for inheritance tax. Yes, best, that is true. Best wishes. He's absolutely right about that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, thanks for I think there is a limit, though. I think you can only give something like £6,000 a year before you have to pay some kind of tax on it. But um, I don't know. Maybe Paul could let us know if he knows. I, I can't remember, but I know there are some rules. But yes, he's, he's broadly right. Well, it's been a big week for actual tech products. And fortunately, Tom Merritt and the DTNS crew have been covering it widely. Um, so let's have a little recap. What has been going on this week on the show, Tom? This week on Daily Tech News Show, we talked about actual tech products, new Roku Ultra and Soundbar, a Lenovo tablet that folds into a laptop, Google Pixel 5, and Google TV for Chromecast, even a robot that hangs from your ceiling. Also, Google saved journalism, and robots and drones saved U.S. football. All that and much more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Well, thank you, Tom, and thank you, Ian, for being here for another week. Thank you to all of our live listeners in Discord. You are all beautiful in your own unique ways, and I am very grateful you're here. And I just want to say thank you as well to our wider uh, listenership, both patrons and non-patrons, because we're into another month. We're coming up to being having been a podcast for six years. Good Lord. Can you Adam and Eve it? But we have. And um, it is ridiculous. I expect Spotify will be calling shortly to offer us a big money deal. I hope so. Well, we are now on Apple. <laughs> uh, it's on Amazon Podcasts. I got an oh, alert. Oh, are we? An alert you, that we that we're on there. You wouldn't take the money from Spotify anyway, would you? No, if it was because well, I, listen I mean, to the same- I, I, let's let's just put, let's put it out there. It depends on the money. Well, that's true. If it was, if it was, you know, a million quid a year, then would you? Yes, probably. Yes. I mean, you I mean, retire. I don't want to jeopardize my employment, but I can't think there's many people if they say would you like a million pounds a year to do a podcast once a week that you already do. Um I would say 
Yes, thank you very well, much. I mean, for a, for a start, if if we if you were bringing in a million quid a year for this podcast, you could hire people if necessary. You know, we could fly to places and do interviews. It'd be amazing. I mean, I tell you what, mate. If we were making a million pounds off the podcast, I sure as hell wear clothes through a few more recordings you, than we actually do. Yes, you might find that would interrupt the amount of money you've got available because they might it might be a deal based on not wearing any trousers. That's a very different show, and I'm not committing to that. <laughs> Well, we're going down a little rabbit hole and I don't want to get stuck down there because it's raining and my clothes are already nice and clean. So <laughs> I think it's a nice uh, rabbit hole because it's interesting to, you know, well, I like to dream about the day when the big money offer comes rolling in. Yes, mate. Well, when that day comes, um, we will make a judgment. But until then, I just wish to say thank you to everyone who is still listening uh, to us. If you haven't left us a review recently on uh, the Apple Podcasts app, that is the way that helps us get discovered most and is arguably the best way you can support us for free is by doing by doing by doing that and um and for everyone else if you'd if you'd like to become a patron you know doesn't cost you a great deal you can do it with paypal it's pretty bloody cheap and you get a longer show and more of it and you can join our beautiful patrons they're amazing um but however you support us thank you for doing so for another month we love you i love you i'm grateful and i hope you have a wonderful day because that's the kind of kind-hearted gent i feel like being today Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.